Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We are getting there. I tell you, it's more small. We are getting there. All the children who were born in the church are now doing something in the church. Almost everybody who was doing something was dedicated in this church. Is it a blessing? That, and they were all dedicated here. They were born and dedicated. Now they are ministering in the church. We thank God. Hallelujah. I say we thank God. This was like, this was like they are coming from outside. We saw all of them when they were born here. Lisa, her brother. Uh, we saw all of them being dedicated in this very church. And they will grow and become lady pastors and pastors of the church. I said they will grow up and become reverends and lady reverends in this church. And some of them will even become bishops in this church. Hallelujah. Please come, let me pray over the offering. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for an opportunity to give. It is always a privilege. And we are glad in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you ready for memorization of the scriptures? Are you awake? Are you awake and alert? All right, let's want to go. First Thessalonians 5.23 And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 5.23 hey, Are you reading it at all? I didn't hear you read. One, two, go. One more time. I think it's a very difficult verse. We have to memorize this. I should break it down. I'll try and break it down. He said, and the very God of, you see, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy. That's the first part. See, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy. That's the first part. Then the second part is, and I pray, and I pray God, your whole. Then he talks about the three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Which, this is where we go to scripture from man. Man is a spirit. He has a soul, and he lives in a body. This is where it comes from. Okay. So I'm explaining to you that we can understand it. 
So the second part is, and I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, blameless, unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So you can, if you understand it, you can easily memorize it. The first part says that, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy. Then he puts a semicolon. And because the semicolon is now beginning to explain the word holy. Do you understand it? Like when we say holy, I mean your spirit. I mean your soul. I mean your body. Hallelujah. And then be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's do the first part. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. One, two, go. Again. Again. Okay. Are you good with that? Then the second part. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our... You see, you can't break that part up. It's like one statement. And I pray God. And I pray God. Okay? And I pray God. Okay? Then you say, your whole... Then you think about man. Your whole spirit and soul and body. Okay? Be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you here with me? Go. Second part. Those in the corner, I can't hear you. Are you awake? Go. No, it's not me. It's here. Amen. Are you excited to be in church? This is where we got a scripture that man is a spirit. He has a soul. And leaves nobody. So Paul is saying that, look, I pray God, okay, that you preserve you holy. And by holy, I mean that God should preserve your, your soul, you should preserve your spirit, and should preserve your body. Amen. That is total preservation. Hallelujah. So, if you are a Christian and you are not cognizant of the fact that you are a spiritual being, it, 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 it means that you don't even know who you are. If all that you know is your flesh, then you don't know who you are. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So you must be fully aware that you are a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. I say, say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in this body. Point to your body. Say, I live in this body. Say, this is not me. This is my body. The real me is a spirit. Yeah. Look, that is why when people die, see, when people die and you look at them, they look the same. Their ears look the same. Their nose look the same. In other words, when somebody dies, you cannot, you see, when somebody dies, the fact that you can identify that this is this person, even though they haven't changed. Because if they have changed, you couldn't be able to identify them. When people die, they look the same. But 
they have separated from life. Hallelujah. Which, which makes you understand that your body is not you. That is why it is a mistake always to feed the body and neglect the real you. Hallelujah. All your efforts, your investment is going into the body. What about the spirit? What about the spirit? You spent so much time in the body, your hair, your nail, your clothes. What about fasting and praying? What about fasting and praying? What about coming for a prayer meeting? What about reading your Bible? What about feeding the Spirit? Hallelujah. It was that, you see, it's, it's that revelation that made Paul say that, henceforth, I know no man after the flesh. Henceforth, henceforth, I know no man after the flesh. In other words, I'm not going to assess people by their flesh. Hallelujah. I will not deal with people according to their flesh. Hallelujah. I will begin to look at things from the spiritual point of view. Amen. And you have to learn to look at things from the spiritual point of view. Hallelujah. Because if you are dealing with flesh, you will be deceived. Look, when you are dealing with flesh, you will be deceived, you will be irritated, you will be annoyed. All of them are there. But when you are dealing with the spirit, you will know that it is not this thing. There is a spirit behind it. Hallelujah. So we must be sanctified holy. Amen. Are you blessed this morning? Yeah. You must learn to recognize that you are a spirit. Hallelujah. So it makes sense that every day, as you are bathing, you ask yourself, have I washed my spirit? I'm giving you just... As you are going to take your shower for the body, ask yourself, have you washed your spirit? And how do you wash your spirit? I say, how do you wash your spirit? By the word. By the washing. By the washing. Hallelujah. So you may look very polished at the outside, but your spirit is very dirty. Yeah. You look very polished. But your spirit is dirty. Because it has not been washed by the word. Hallelujah. Wonderful. All right. Let's continue on our series. Today's communion Sunday. Like us, or lay people, the layman, the untrained man. Father, we thank you for this service. We pray for the, your presence of the Spirit. Let your Spirit bring unto us all truth. May the words that I speak not be the words of a man, but may it be the words of the Spirit. For Jesus said, the words that I speak, that I speak they are spirit and they are life. Let as many as have come May they hear and be healed. May they hear and be healed. Today, let hearing come and let healing come. I say, let hearing come and let healing come. In Jesus' name, amen. 
one of the great benefits of coming to church is that when you come to church, you come to hear the word of God. And don't hear the word of God for somebody. You. See, a lot of us, we hear it for somebody. But hear and be healed. Luke 5.15, what does it say? That's not my But so much the more when there a fame abroad of him. And great multitudes came together to hear and to be what? I said to hear and to be what? I said to hear and to be what? A lot of Christians want healing, but they don't want to hear. You want to be healed, but you don't want to hear. Listen to me. The healing comes after hearing. I said the healing comes after what? I said the healing comes after what? So when you come, open your heart that you hear and be healed. Hallelujah. So this morning I pray that what I'm going to teach you this morning, you will hear and you will be healed. Amen. You'll be healed from your delusions and your deceptions. May you not be deceived. May you not be deceived. I said, may you not be deceived. And may you not be deluded. You better say amen. 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 Say amen. amen. Bishop taught us that amen is like what you used to swallow down the prophecies. Okay? I, I'm explaining. Says like the prophecy is like food or a pill. When you take food or pill, you use water to push it down. So it will go down. So amen is that water that pushes down the prophecy. So when you hear something good, you say amen. It's like you are pushing it down. I say, may you not be deceived. May you not be deluded. May you hear and be healed. That's why you have to say the amen words like cold water. You are pushing the thing down. That's the opinion of amen. Hallelujah. So I'm talking about Lycos, the layman. See, and today, for both services, I'm going to talk to you about, you see, the four essential skills that you must develop to be a successful lay person. The four essential skills or the four engines you must develop like most of the modern planes, you see, most of these modern planes, like the jumbo jet, they all they run on multiple engines. Do you know that? Or some of you haven't flown before, so you don't know that. Next time you fly, may you go to the cockpit and go and talk to the pilot. Just make sure that they don't, they don't consider us a terrorist. But, <laughs> but when you have access, go. You see, most of them, most of the Planes now run on, I think the small ones run on twin, and then the big ones run on four engines. And some force of they run on four engines. And, and all the four engines are not in operation at the same time. Two of them. The reason being that the other two are backups. So that if there's an engine failure, then the other two can kick in. So the successful flight is secured by the availability of the four engines. So that just in case. That is why um, they are what that is why uh, they do a lot. Yeah, what about the airport in LaGuardia? LaGuardia has a lot of birds that fly into the engine. Bird strike. Yeah. And as soon as the bird goes in, I can kill the engine. 
What is it? Yeah, 24 hours. So most planes have dual engines. And the, the jets have four engines. Two at a time. So that if there's an engine failure, at least the other two can kick in so they can get to your destination. Because it is very dangerous for the, plane to, for the engine to fail. But by the way, let me tell you something. Can I tell you something? Statistics have shown, you see, a lot of us, when you fly and there's uh, turbulence, you get afraid. But statistics have shown that no plane collapse, the planes don't fall down from the turbulence. Never. But because you don't fly, that's why you hear the turbulence. <laughs> no, but you see, they don't. No, no, no. The planes don't collapse from turbulence. No, no, no. At all. It, it has not been recorded that there was a turbulence and the plane, no, no, no. So today, ca- ca- tell your neighbor, calm your fear, calm your fear. <laughs> because that's the thing that most of us get scared of. When the, t- the plane hits the turbulence in the sky, you see, no, no, no. The only thing about turbulence, they don't want luggage to fall. That's why I say, fasten your seatbelt, things shouldn't drop. But they don't fall from turbulence. Plane crashes usually come out of a takeoff or landing, no turbulence. Yes. Take off the shot that the wheels doesn't come out. Or landing, they skip. Okay? And then, of course, most uh, in, nowadays, in the days of... <laughs> yeah. That's why... They, 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 but, 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 but to be honest with you, planes are far safer than cars. More people die on the road than in the, in the air. Far safer. Yeah, you say, you say, yeah. So today I deliver you from the fear of flying. I said, I deliver you from the fear of flying. And may all your going and coming be safe. Every time you sit on the plane, may angels be around you. You will go in peace and you come in peace. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are talking about the four essential skills. Hallelujah. And this message, okay, every message and the people that it is targeted towards. This particular message I'm preaching to you is targeted towards those who are serious about the ministry. So if you are here and you are not serious about the ministry, it's probably not for you. Hallelujah. And it's for those who are serious about serving God. Maria, do you understand what I'm saying? For people who are serious about serving God. So if you're not serious, it will not really apply to you. But if you are serious about serving God, number one, then this message applies to you. And then number two, it is for those who are serving God, who are serious about serving God as lay people. If you want to go to the ministry full time, it probably will not apply to you. If you want to become a full time priest, this what I'm going to preach probably will not apply to you. But if you want to serve God in your profession, whatever you are doing, seriously about it, then it applies to you. Hallelujah. And by the way, by the way, if you want to serve God full time, you are a bit too late for now. Some of you are a bit late for it. Some of you. Some of you are, I mean, maybe the younger ones, but some of you are, you, 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 you have delayed a little bit. So rather, don't be double-minded about it. Okay? Don't be, but James said a, a double-minded person is unstable in all ways. So rather, 
Just accept that at this age, you are, you are not ready to go to Bible school. Are you ready to go to Bible school? Some of you, are you ready to go to Bible school? <laughs> yeah. Husband is just like this. <laughs> are you hearing me? So rather, like James said, a double-minded person, so, so rather be single-minded that maybe uh, it will be too late for me to go to Bible school and become a full-time priest. So whatever profession I am in, I want to serve God to the best of my ability. You see, be clear on that. Hallelujah. And you will qualify as a servant of God. Because not all the servants of God were priests. Hallelujah. You see, it's the double-mindedness I want to do, I don't want to do. That, that, that makes you waste your time. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? So let's, so be single, let's be single-minded about to develop that. So like I said, it's for those who are serious. There are some engines you need to develop so that, so that you, don't, you don't crash mid-air. Hallelujah. If you want to run this, if you want to go on this journey as somebody who wants to serve God to the best of your ability and still do your profession, then listen to what I'm going to teach you carefully. Because these are the things you need to develop so that you can go the whole way. Otherwise, you will fail midway. Amen. Yeah. So it's for, it's for those who are serious. Like today they are doing the New York Marathon. You see, they are running the New York Marathon. See, they are serious runners. And they are the come-alongs. This morning, yes, some, of the, some of the runners are very serious. And there are those who also came along for the show. What do you say? For the medal. Yeah. If you finish tomorrow, if, even if you finish tomorrow, once you start, <laughs> oh, then Nicola could have joined. <laughs> it means even if you finish tomorrow, you get a medal. What about three days? It's also, so they are serious runners. And they are those who also came for. Because they are, they, are, they are athletes who have trained. They are professional. Hallelujah. So, I'm talking about those who are serious. Ask your neighbor, are you serious about the ministry? Say, so, do you want to succeed in the ministry? What did they say? As a person, as a person, are you sure? Are you sure? Then listen carefully. You see, because this is why a lot of people start and they fail. Shaila, are you getting me? They start by they fail. Amen. So the first engine that needs to run well, okay, if you want to become a successful lay pastor or lay minister or lay shepherd, is you must develop your pastoral skills. You must develop your pastoral skills. That is, if you are serious about serving God and doing well, then you must know the word of God and develop it. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy 2, 15 says that study 
to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study. So if you want to be a good shepherd, a good AFM leader, a good pastor, then study the word of God. That is the first thing. You must study. And by studying, I mean you must read Christian books, read the Bible, listen to messages, study. Hallelujah. I have a lot of people who have a lot of zeal but without knowledge. You don't know the word. You don't know the word. You see, and the word of God, they don't come by osmosis. Are you hearing me? You don't know verses by osmosis. If you see anybody quoting verses, they have memorized it. They have studied it. Tell them about study. See, study means study. Study means you take a book. You read. You underline. You memorize. Study. Too many Christians are shallow. And sometimes, sometimes, when I see some people falling for all sorts of doctrines, I don't blame them. I don't blame the people who are leading them. Because the people don't study. Because if you have read your Bible, you will not let people anoint you in certain parts of your body. But because you haven't read your Bible. Are you hearing me? Study. Study to show yourself approved. Look, if you are serious of becoming a shepherd, okay, an AFM leader, a minister, a Christian, study the Bible. Know your Bible. If you want to grow as a Christian, read your Bible. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. Yeah. Read your Bible. It means have your quiet time. Yeah. Study. Study. One time, you see, one time a pastor was preaching. A pastor was preaching. And in the middle of the sermon, one church member got up. And the pastor was wondering why this lady has got up. Say, pastor, pastor, the message, let there be verses in it. There are no verses in the message. A true story. He said it in their longer language. Preaching my verse in come. Now preaching the verse in him. Let there be verses. Because she has sat in the church. All that is jokes and stories. No verse. Are you Donald Trump? You are a preacher. You are a pastor. Let there be verses. There must be study. When you are, you see, when you are counseling people, use verses. Yes. Hello, hello, you have turned yourself into a cousin where there's no verse. What verse? What verse? 
This thing that you are saying, I don't care, forgive. What verse? This thing I said, I don't go here. What verse? This verse that you are saying that, uh, leave, uh, um, uh, uh, buy this one. What is the verse? This one says, what? give verses. You see, use verse to counsel. Like Bishop will say, whatever I tell you, if it's not in the Bible, don't take it. When somebody brings you a difficult problem, find verses to solve it. Not, not wise fables. Hallelujah. I'm sure I told you about the, the pastor who, uh, the, the guy who, somebody came with a difficult problem. A difficult problem. Then the, the man looked at you, he was looking for a solution. He said, hey, after he has spoken, then they said, ah, this is your problem. Hey. Say, this is your problem. I tell you, it is like a teacher fly on a man's scrotum. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of He said, this is your problem. It's like a teacher fly on a man's scrotum. If you leave it alone, it will suck your blood. If you, if you try to drive the, you hurt yourself. This is your problem. of counsel is that what verse is that said, this is your problem it's like a church of fly on a man's scrotum you leave it alone it's sucking your blood you try to take it away to you you, you hurt yourself so no let there be verses I said let there be verses let there be verses I so much tried in the word of God you see but people don't know the word of God amen so study you will never grow to become anything spiritual if you don't know the word of God. I do remember clearly, when, even in medical school, when we st- when, it was not even a church. It was a fellowship. And we used to do uh, like Bible competition. They still, they still, quote and unquote. Did they still do it? Now that's why they've stopped. Now they've stopped. They don't, now this is all WhatsApp. Hey, WhatsApp. There's no quote and quote. But I remember it was quote, you quote and I quote. It was, that was the game we used to play as Christians. Now there's people who don't do that anymore. And I remember as a fellowship, as one of the uh, 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 evenings, it was, a, I mean, the was called sword drill. So we, they formed two teams. So we decided to form two teams. One was led by another brother. And one was led by brother Doug. I'm telling you, true story. See, but this other brother all along was very charismatic. And everybody knew as charismatic. All the people liked, all the women liked him. You see, that's why you don't have to follow women. Do you know why? Because he's a very nice person. My wife knows what I'm talking about. Very nice. See, but the dog is strict. He doesn't like nonsense. Do you understand? But I remember when they formed the two teams, I was like about to face. When they formed the two teams, this brother who up till this point everybody seemed to like says, No way. He will not, he's not going to 
battle. So that's why. He says that he knows the word inside out. So he's not going to. Well, all along he was bamboozling us that he was great. <laughs> but when you found out the other one who's going to, when you found out the other opponent, prior to that we thought he was the guru. But when you found out he was going to compete with that, he said, no way. Because he knows the, everything, even as a student, everything he does, he'll show you a verse. Yeah. That is why he came to tell us that from today, nobody should say boyfriend, girlfriend. One day he came and said, no, no. He said, no, nobody should say I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. He said, why? He said, he has read the Bible. He hasn't seen the term boyfriend and girlfriend. What he has seen is the term beloved. You have it, right? So he said, you, say you can't say he's my girlfriend. You can say he's my beloved. That's word. Study to show yourself approved. Memorize verses. Some of you at this age, you, you see, this is the age to memorize verses. And if you cannot memorize verse at this age, I don't know when you get to my age, what I can memorize. Hallelujah. So the first thing we'll talk is study to show yourself approved. Amen. Know the word. This, I think now there are, there are apps for memorizing verses. Sometimes ago, when we were young, when you were saying, we used to have a uh, so now you have those little, little chichis, the cats, to memorize verses. But now they, they are not their apps. They are still effective. Now they are apps. Memorize verses. I say memorize verses. Study to show yourself what? I say study to show yourself what? You see, you need the word of God. Amen. Otherwise, you'll be a failure. Hallelujah. So the first engine that must be developed is your pastoral skill, which is developing the word. The next engine that you must develop is business and professional skills. Business and professional skills. Look, I'm talking about engines. You know, you must develop. Sometimes I, f- I laugh. When people say, oh, lighthouse people, they don't want people to go to school. Lighthouse, rather. We rather encourage you to go to school. We rather encourage you to do your business well. Hallelujah. That is why I'm always even on the young people. Go to school. Do this. Don't drop out. Take another course. Because, you see, let me tell you something. If you want to serve God well, and your business or your profession does not develop, at the point you blame the church. Yeah, that's what happens. That's why you hear people say that, well, I've wasted all my time with the church. Yeah. At a point, when you hit the midlife crisis, when there's nothing to show, suddenly you begin to blame the church. Meanwhile, the church is not willing to pay you full time. And that is why people begin to complain and grumble. And some people even go to the extent of taking away the church as an alternative source of income. I'm preaching to you. So learn to develop. What I'm trying to say is that if you want to be a successful lay Christian, lay shepherd, lay pastor, make sure that you develop your business well. 
Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Tell you, the man is preaching to you. You see, so that deception that, oh, don't take your work seriously. Just serve God. Serve God. It's not lighthouse. It's a deception. We encourage people to develop their profession. That is why I, even some of you, I keep on saying, why do you keep on postponing the certification? You know that you need the certification to go up, but you don't, keep, you don't want to do it. And please, don't use the church as an excuse for not taking the certification. Is somebody hearing me? I don't think if you come and tell my reverend, I have a certification exam to come, so because of that, I cannot lead the AFM, I cannot do the shepherd, so give me a break. I don't think I'll say no. Because I know. I'm telling practicals, I know. You see, even as a church, in one of the branches that I know, I remember one of our branches, in fact, Newark, we had, had a bunch of young people who were very zealous in the church. I'm telling you. But one group was serious with their school. The other group was not serious with their school. Over the years, the ones who were serious with their school have all graduated and have become pastors, Alfonso Co, and they are seven. But the other group that was also zealous, but not serious with their school, as the years progress and they found that they have not advanced in their career, now they began to blame the church and they are leaving the church. Say something. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? I said, are you hearing me? If you want to serve God well, please. That's why I said that this message is for those who are serious with God. Young people, please go to school. I say what? I say what? I say what? I say what? And to not only just go to school, finish school on time. What did I say? I didn't say finish, but what? Because the school is not the marathon, it's not New York Marathon. When you finish three days, you get a medal. <laughs> I'm not talking, your school should not be like the New York Marathon. You must what? I said, you must what? Yeah. Look. Hear and be healed. That's what I said about it. Look for me. I say what? I say what? Yeah. The Bible, the, the Bible said that that which has been. Somebody said there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under that which has been is that which will be. We have seen over and over again that people who don't do well in their profession or their business, at the point they blame the church. By default. It's over and over and over and over again. So we are telling you as your pastors, after all, look unto me. I'm in a good example. I'm an example. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good one. I did well by the grace of God in my profession and by the grace of God I'm preaching. I did, I'm a good example. Here and be healed. Here and be healed. Hallelujah. Yeah. So if anybody saw a lighthouse move, they don't 
don't like people to go to school say, no, 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 that's the wrong church. Business. We want you to do business well. Amen. I said amen. Yeah. Yeah, build. Don't use the church as an excuse for not going to school or doing your don't use the church as an excuse. Hallelujah. Yeah. Don't be lazy. I said, don't be lazy. Can I preach to you? I'm showing from the word of God. And, and to here, listen to me. If you read the Bible, all the people that God used well, they were high up there. From Moses, who was educated in the number one. No, Moses went to the top university of his day. Yeah, if you don't know. He was trained in the courts of Pharaoh. Egypt was the superpower of the world. And the number one Ivy League was the people who trained in the courts of Pharaoh. So if Moses was in our day, Moses would have been a Harvard graduate. That's how educated he was. Yeah. I mean, he wrote the five laws. Abraham was a mogul. He understood business. Yeah. Jacob, the new business. I mean, Job, the Bible says Job was the richest man. Hallelujah. So develop, tell your neighbor, develop, develop your, say, are you a businessman or a professional? Which, say, which one are you? Say, develop it. If you're a student, if, if the person is a student, say, go to school, go to school. And finish on time. Hallelujah. May God give you the wisdom to develop your skills. Do you want to know how I'm preaching this message to you? Do you know why? I, actually, the neighbor, do you know why the Reverend is telling you this? Seriously, say, do you know why he's telling you this? I'll tell you what. Because, because I want you to succeed and last in the ministry. That's the reason why. Succeed and last in the ministry. Because I tell you, no matter what you, no matter how zealous you are or how much you want to do, if things are not going well, let me tell you at the point, look, it's not easy. You want to serve God where there's no money, there's no problem. At the point, it's not easy. That's what the Nigerian man said. Anointing without prosper. An an anointing without money leads to annoyance. That's what the Nigerian man said. He said, anointing without money leads to annoyance. That's my serious, yeah. Yeah. Anointing, anointing, why there's no money. I don't know, sure. Just to tell you. Hallelujah. Anointing without money. It just leads to annoyance. Yeah. This is annoyance. Hallelujah. So please, develop it. What I'm trying to say, especially to the young ones, don't, from today, see, 
Young people, listen to me carefully because you have a great future. Listen to me carefully. From today, don't ever be deceived that you can flunk out of school and we'll hire you. We will not hire you. I am telling you. I said, I am telling you that don't think that you will flunk out of school and then we'll employ you full time. We will not. Because you are not a good representation of us. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Because you are not a good representation. We did not flunk out. We did well. We did very well. And we started the ministry. So don't think that you are going to hide under the, under the pretext. I'm praying. I'm spiritual. I will study. Hey, we will suck you. We will suck you. Say, I will not fail. I'm prophesying. Say, I will not fail. Say, I will not fail. I will finish well. And you will finish well. I said, and you will finish well. I said, you will finish well. And you will finish on time. Hallelujah. So develop it. Amen. I don't know what I have more. Let me give one more point then. I have more to say on this message. We can hang around for the second service. See, the other skill that you need to develop, this, this, this time is not for you, it's for the people here. Okay, young people, this one is not for you. It's for the people on this side. I should go to this area, right? It's to develop your flourishing skills. To develop your flourishing skills. Hallelujah. What, what are we talking about? What, we are, what I'm trying to say is that sometimes you can develop your professional and your business skill, but you don't flourish. I say you don't flourish. Hallelujah. To flourish is different from to be educated. Some people have all the degrees, yet they can't chop. Flourishing skills. Yes, he, 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 has, he, has, he has been to every school and every degree, yet the man cannot chop. Hallelujah. Because to be educated is one thing. But to make money out of it is another. So, so, so don't only be excited at all. See, that I work here, I work, you work here, but Charlie, where is the money? Am I preaching to you? Because I know people who have not been to school, but they own houses. Is that true? I said, is that true? You with all your English and your education and your listen, where? Where? You still can pay your rent. I should preach to that side, right? <laughs> I'm now on this side. Now I'm on this side. May you develop your flourishing skill. I said, may you develop your flourishing skill. Flourish. Look. I know lawyers who are still living in their mother's house. And I know people who are driving cab 
all this and, and they have houses. In fact, my wife has an aunt, uh, my wife has an auntie in the hotel in London. He's in London. She bought next Kenke, isn't it? Kenke in London has built houses. I mean, to me, he's more prosperous than you. Miss Kenke and sell in London. And Kenke Fish and Pepper in London and own houses. You went to Oxford Inn and you don't even own a room. <laughs> Is somebody hearing me? I said, somebody hearing me? May God give you the wisdom to flourish. I said, man, you see, that thing is actually, it's actually wisdom. As for flourishing, it's wisdom. Hallelujah. That is why you have to even, you see, that's why you, you have to even weigh things up and down. That this thing that I'm doing, is it really bringing anything? Apart from the fact that every morning you wake up and you are also holding a bag, I'm going and coming. But sit down. Every morning you go hold your back. Your iPad. Maybe come back. Maybe if you have to think carefully, you'll find that maybe a job down the road which pays less. But if you consider the income and the expenditure, you probably make more. Are you hearing me? Develop your flourishing skills. I'll give you a verse. I'll explain it in the second service because I have to give the communion. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 9. This is one of the most, I call it one of the revolutionary verses. Proverbs 12, 9. Everybody understand it. You see that? Look at this verse. You see that he that is despised, okay? He that is despised and had a, he that is and had a servant, okay? He that is despite and had a servant is better than he that honored himself and lacked bread. It's one of the most deepest verses. He said the one that is despised, the one that you don't respect, the job you don't respect, the person that you, who still has a servant can take himself is better than the one that I'm the CEO, I work in this company and still doesn't have bread. <laughs> there are things in the Bible. Though. You have never seen this verse before. It's one of the wildest verses in the Bible. You wonder yourself. You see, and, and it's so common. And some of you, at least, the, at least the country that I come from, see, there are tribes. And this type of honoring themselves. Without bread, it's very common in my wife's tribe. You know, Sarah is my wife. It's very common in my wife's tribe and my mother's tribe, which is the Fantis and the Gas. And from your tribe, too. All her tribe. Big certification where they don't have a roof. But from my father's tribe, What is the Ashantis? They are different. They look at the bottom line. They don't care how much degree you have. They will ask you where. Where's your house? <laughs> you 
you cannot bamboozle them with English, but these people. Excuse me, what? You can't even. Your English, you can't build a house. And, and, and the sad part that they feel better than the one. They feel superior. No, a superior, you can't pay rent. Superior, you are living in a government apartment. The day you lose your job, you lose your house. Yeah, I'm preaching. I was saying, hear that is this. See, what I'm telling you that I'll go more in detail in the second verses. You, to flourish, you need to be practical. Develop your practical. Some of you, sometimes you're even better off even selling something than going to work. Start something. Yeah. You look like at this job. Go and come, go and come, go and come, go and come. How much have I in? See, and it comes from, that's it, hear that you, honor, you lack bread. So, so, at the end of the day, you must ask yourself, how much bread? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Flourishing skills. Yeah. Think. See, don't be impressed with high titles. Though. Don't be impressed. I work at uh, I work at Wall Street. Um, I am with um, Ernst and Old and Macobi and English. So you are looking down at the woman who has opened Coffee and Sun Supermarket. Coffee and Sun Supermarket make more money than your Einstein. This is, it's not for you. It's for this side. I'm preaching to them. Develop your flourishing skills. This was not for the young people. Young people, tell them, please. Young people, say, please. please. Young people, on this side, say, tell them, say, please. Develop your flourishing skills. Are you here with me? May God give you the wisdom to develop your flourishing skills. May you not lack bread. I say, may you not lack bread. I profess that you, may you not lack bread. May you have enough bread to, and some to spare. Thank you. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Actually, sit down. It's communion time. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? Please sit down. Please sit down for communion. I beg you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Kayanda Lima Sokoto Rakata. Communion. Hallelujah. Listen, church. Like the verse. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com.